This is Flow and Vent Radio. Flow and Vent Radio. With, 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 with Rob, Mike, and Mike. What's happening? Hey. Hey, hey, hey. What's going on? All right, boys, obviously before we start this uh, this podcast, uh, as we do so uh, so often, we want to send our sincerest condolences to the uh, brothers and sisters of the Chicago Fire Department and to the family of the firefighter that lost his life last night. Uh, you'll never be forgotten. May you rest easy. Uh, cheers to you. Yeah. All right, boys. Now that we're done with that, let's have our 10K party. Yeah, believe it or not, man. 10K. That's a crazy. We've been around now five years. I want to say maybe a year and a half, a year only of being mainstream on the Instagram. You know, because really we were underground per se. I like that. Underground (laughs) mixtapes. Eight mile. (laughs) No, but, you know, it was quiet until we started really pushing it. And um, I think we've done well. And, you know, support's grown throughout. You know, different platforms and through different neck of the woods and mm-hmm. companies and other instructors and it's cool to see the uh, you know the support yeah. it absolutely is it's, it's two ways <clears throat> some real cool you know we do thank everybody who's followed us for the last five years who's put up with our bullshit yep. the last year and a half who's yeah. listened to the last four podcasts I mean 10,000 people is something for, we never thought was happening. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the fifth. <laughs> you started. You can shut it off now, though, just so it, it registers long enough that it actually listened. That's all we're looking for. But, uh, yeah, this is the, uh, the old the 10,000 party. That's what we're calling it tonight. Yep. We're having, a, having some cigars sitting around the table. Amen. Yeah, doing what we're going to do. Yeah. Um, tonight's topic is going to be a little different. I know uh, we spoke about doing a couple things. Last podcast, and I know everyone's still patiently waiting. Well, not everyone, just the probies are still patiently waiting our probie podcast. But Don't that's getting that's getting pushed another week, guys. Sorry. But on top uh, of that, remember to hit us up on Twitter. Yeah, we just started the Twitter account. Follow us on Twitter at Flow Invent. Pretty fucking easy to ooh. find. Yeah. Uh, we already have a couple followers. We actually have when we get to it. Uh, we did have a couple people respond to our post, hmm. so nice. they did have some tips and tricks about chauffeuring, so we'll All give right. some shout-outs, see what they have to say. So, um, you know, like I just said, uh, tonight we're going to push the, uh, the probie. We're going to talk about chauffeuring. Uh, These last couple weeks have been a little bit busy in our mutual aid, a little, uh, little crazy. They've been busy everywhere, really, but um, chauffeurs have really been showing off their skills the last couple weeks with certain positioning techniques and uh, things that we've been doing ourselves. So uh, Rob and I talked, Mike and I talked. We wanted to do uh, just an episode just of chauffeurs. You know, what you you want to hear us talk about, what we talk about with chauffeurs, the techniques, the training that goes into it, everything along that line. Um, me personally, I love the seat. Mm-hmm. I love I love mm-hmm. driving. Um, I know people don't, you know, it's not a glory seat. No. As, uh, as people would love to be in, it's not, you know, it's not the nozzle position, it's not the backup. You know, it's it's one step more glorious than hitting a hydrant, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> but it's huge. Oh, it's huge. Um, but it sets the tone. In it my does. Opinion, it sets the tone for a lot. But just driving in itself, I mean, driving before you even pump, before you even you set the aerial up, people don't realize just dri- driving to the call itself is one of the most, I don't want to say difficult, but one of the most challenging aspects of the run. Mm-hmm. Because there's so much you have to pay attention to. There's so much you have to do while going. 
You know, you, you need to be in charge. You know, as much as the boss sitting next to you is in charge of that seat and is in charge of the crew, mm-hmm. is in charge of that, what's going on, you're in charge of that truck. Yeah. You know, the crew doesn't get there if you don't take the intersection the right way. Correct. The crew doesn't get there if you go around a bend too fast or you do something stupid. So my personal opinion is, especially in our area, we have a, a lot, a lot of seriously talented chauffeurs. And, and it's just, it's something that knowing your apparatus plays a big part into it. Oh, definitely. And it's, um, it's just, it's just a huge, huge section of, of, dri- of driving, of fighting the fire that no one wants to look at. No one wants to drive. Call spade a spade, you know. The driver's seat in a volunteer company has always been reserved for, for the older guy. Mm-hmm. The oldest guy there is, he's going to wheel. No one wants to get behind that 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 wheel. Everybody wants to play. Everybody wants you know wants to stretch the line, be on the nozzle. They want to hook. They want to do everything. But when it comes down to it, sometimes it's not the smartest thing to put the oldest guy behind the wheel. Yes. You know. No. Also on that topic, there's places where guys just want to be the driver. Mm-hmm. And in they- my opinion, you gotta have. You know, there's certain places that require you to become a firefighter before you drive. Yeah. Some places that allow you to just to be a chauffeur. You know, take it as you may. More of a pump operator dedicated to just the two, you know, the steering wheel and the pump panel. But um, I'm big on, you know, you've got to know what's going on inside to appreciate, yeah. to, to better understand the pump panel or the turntable or wherever, you're, you know, whatever you're driving. Even the rescue. Your rescue is a big toolbox, but... You know, the way you position that rig may totally change the operation. I, I agree. I mean, especially when it comes to, you know, rescue, rescue mm-hmm. chauffeur, because nine times out of ten, you're going to a call, you're parking the rescue out of the way. Mm-hmm. Unless it's something that you need the rescue for. And like you just said, positioning the rescue will determine, you know, how the extrication goes, how the rescue itself goes. I, for example, I chauffeured the rescue to a, a cut job we had on 17 years ago highway uh, we had it closed and just the way i positioned the rig the guys were able to walk off the truck just grab the tool and go Mm -hmm. you know 10 foot stretch with the pre-connect hydraulic line and that was the end of it yeah no jimmying around no jostling around but that's how we run we run the pre-connected hydraulic lines Mm -hmm. some towns don't run that some towns run you know porta pack sometimes Mm -hmm. run the battery it all depends so you know if if you're running a a non-pre-connected line i think you know rescue chauffeuring to, to a cut job is, you know, a lot easier, mm-hmm. and it takes it takes a little bit of difficulty away from it. Okay. But when it comes to tower ladder placement, ladder placement, engine placement, that's where, you know, the, the, the guys who are skilled really hone their craft. Yeah. And, you know, going on that, it, uh, I'm a big believer, you know, whether it's multi-company, multi... I've, no matter what job, it's not going to be one and one for the most part in this area. No. You know, it's going to turn into mutual aid, multiple companies, and the training also depending aspect, on the time of the day. Correct. Mm-hmm. I'll give you that. The training aspect, aspect is what um, sometimes is overlooked. Because you know, there's some places that have, uh, every for the most part, multiple places have multiple engines. Mm-hmm. Okay. But we've been fortunate enough where guys will either... A, stop short with a lot of space before it, or B, pull past, or C, you have the extreme case where it's in the driveway of the, you know, the 
fire building, and then you got to adapt and overcome. But unfortunately, sometimes it has to happen. But it has to happen, yeah. you know, because to. you've got to stretch. Well, you know, you're not going to lose this much hose, and then you got a relay pump. You need time. Yeah, you got to no, hustle. It, it does. I mean, we've been lucky enough. Mike, you haven't yet, but you uh, you'll see. We Rob and I have driven a tower ladder, and we've driven a straight stick. So when it comes, I'm just we're going to talk about ladder placement for now. We'll get to the engine in a minute. When it comes to driving a tower ladder, when it comes to driving a stick, it's night and day. Mm-hmm. It's night and day positioning. Mm-hmm. It's it's night and day. You, you know the angle you set up at, where you're setting up things things along that nature. Right. Um, I'm going to give it away a little bit. Our buddies over at uh, National Fire Radio posted a picture of uh, of my truck company a couple weeks back, maybe mm-hmm. a week ago. We had uh, we went mutual aid to a small job, N- nothing crazy. Uh, first new engine did a, did a great job uh, knocking the fire down. But uh, there was about a setback about 200 feet mm-hmm. off, off a main road in the town. And I was in the front. I, w- I was the truck boss. And my chauffeur and I made the decision that we weren't going to be able to do anything from the road. If you're going to need a tower ladder, yeah, we're going to have to do something. And he backed down that driveway, that windy driveway. And, you know, we didn't end up needing the truck. You know, it, it, it went on its jacks. It was up and it was ready to go if we needed it. We didn't end up needing it. But the key word is you had it. But there. the key word was you we had it, it placed. Nope, because oh, it was, we don't need it. You it put was it there. placed to where it needed to be. Exactly. You know, it, it, didn't, it didn't fuck the first new engine. You know, they did, uh, you know. All the credit to the first engine company. You know, the setback was far enough. They need to stretch their their, yeah. their high rise bags, even though it wasn't a high rise technically. That's how we do it. They, here. they yeah. needed to stretch their high rise bags. You needed to have a three inch supply to the front door. Hashtag McMansion class. We'll get there one day. <laughs> but it it um it was something that uh that we made the con- conscious decision mm-hmm. of of putting it in the driveway. Yeah, right. And and you have to. Now, could you do it with a straight stick? One hundred percent. Knows that knows it right in. And you're gonna shoot. You're gonna shoot the. What, give shoot him the tower. Give him, give him well, my well, tower. The way we did it, well, he well. backed it in. We set it up, and we were still able to get two corners. Of the, you know, mm-hmm. A B, and then the A D side. We were able to scrub that whole thing, there and the go. truck was able to get to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, you know, I give my my chauffeur a lot of credit. Um, the guy who does my chauffeuring it was the same guy who's driving was driving a tower ladder that day. Mm-hmm. He. He's one of those guys that, I mean, everybody knows him. You put him behind the wheel, anything he can drive. Whether it be a two-wheeler Huffy <laughs> or an 18-wheeler tractor-trailer, he's going to get in it and he's going to drive it wherever you got to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he, he's the best, i got to give him, he's the best chauffeur in my department. They're, hands down, he's the best guy. Not an old guy in his 30s, yeah. but he loves the aspect of driving. And he loves pumping. And he loves the tower ladder. Don't get me wrong. Hell of a fireman. He'll put gear on in a heartbeat mm-hmm. and go to work with everybody. But he loves it. And it's what he lives for, kind of. Yeah. That's like when it, when it comes to a driving question <laughs> or something like that in the department, everybody goes to him. Right. He's the one you go to. You know, he, was, he was driving the last couple of jobs we mm-hmm. caught. Um, it, he just makes the conscious decision that this is where it needs to go. Uh, we caught a small one-room mutual aid job following two nights. Hey chief, I'm gonna do this. Let the guys off. Mm-hmm. Guys went off, went in, went interior. He positioned the truck where he needed it. He got yeah. the truck up on the jacks where we needed it. It was played done. End of story. That's the kind of driver you need. Mm-hmm. You know, you need the guys to realize that driving, whether it, it's a bullshit alarm, you're going to a get. I don't care what it is. If the truck's not in pump, do something. 
Mm-hmm. If the engine's not pumped, do something. If the truck's not on the outriggers, do something. Yeah. You know, then, throw a ground ladder. Help do things. The, the big thing I'm about is, you know, like, are you a bus driver or a chauffeur? You know, because realistically, everybody can get behind the big toy, you know, turn it on and get you to A to B. But mm-hmm. what you do with it and how you get yeah. there is what makes you the chauffeur. See, I, I think, um, personally... Yes, you're right to an extent that anybody can get behind a wheel and they can start it and they can move it. Um, do I trust people? But no, well, and I'm not. Yeah. I'm not using. Yeah, yeah, do yeah. I? Do you know? There's some people. That make there's some little... people that you like. You know, you can't handle a Honda Civic. You're not. You're not touching <laughs> a, a tower ladder. Mm-hmm. But there's other people where it's like you know they take a little more time to learn. Yes, driving. Like you said, the bus driver is a perfect analogy. Are you driving the bus full of the kids or are you chauffeuring? Mm-hmm. Chauffeuring. And. There's so many different perspectives, and there are two different sides of the world. Because, yes, you're going to have those 2 o'clock in the morning calls. It's a CO alarm. You've been to the house. You've been to the complex three times in the last month. Your driver's going to drive there. You're going to pull the brake. Everyone's going to go off. It's going to be it's gonna be routine. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's going to be complacency. It's going to be. But it is what it is. We're, 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 all, we're all sucked into that vortex. Right. We've all done it. You know. Now it's on the driver at 2 o'clock in the morning. It comes as the fire alarm, and does that smoke? Mm-hmm. All right. Now, now, th- now things have amped up a little bit. Now now you have to go from, okay, you drove the bus, to now you've got a chauffeur. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Ice machine sprung a leak. <laughs> so, I mean, it, I, I think, you know, ladder placement is a huge thing in, in the fire service. And I think everybody kind of knows, okay, the ladder gets the front of the building. Or... They know, but do they understand? I'm not trying to get all Yoda on I mean, this, I... but there's some places where, hey, I got a tower ladder. Beautiful. Great. Do you know how to use it? Yeah, we're going to roll three engines before the tower ladder. Okay, well, now you're not going to get down the block. You know? See, now... Well, where does, you know, how do you, how do you steer that discussion? I'll tell you the truth, my personal opinion... Uh-huh. You got four chauffeurs. The tower ladder's getting in front of the house, whether you roll well, three engines in front of it or not. But that's that but all that comes, comes into the it training. comes into it comes into the, the training, training the, and the culture. Know, everybody, you know, we'll all agree. Fire trucks are getting bigger and bigger, and they have to. You know, and there's some places where you can get away with you know a short wheelbase engine, and a lot of times, a lot of towns try to. I get, get don't get me wrong. Everyone tries to. You want to keep it a short wheelbase. Mm-hmm. Fire trucks are getting bigger and bigger. There are more and more equipment that the fire the fire service you know mandates us to hold and mm-hmm. whatnot. They have to be bigger. Knowing the size of your apparatus, knowing the limitation of your apparatus is one of the biggest things. Mm-hmm. You get a town, we'll use my town for example. Mm-hmm. We went from a 1977 55 foot telesquirt yeah. to a 2001 93 foot American LaFrance tower ladder. Right. Big there's, there's a big difference here. Mm-hmm. Y- you went from a pumper with a glorified banger ladder on it to a tower ladder. You know, total it, it, different operation. Total different operation. Don't get me wrong. When that truck came in the door. Guys knew how to drive it, and guys understood mm-hmm. it. And we had to go through obviously the training because there was so much more training. But y- you had to know the difference. Yeah, y- you have to. You know, like you know, going back to your point. All right, that's fine. You have a tower ladder. You roll two engines first, no matter what. Right. Engines go first. You have two chauffeurs driving those engines. That tower well, ladder. Get the, that tower ladder get the front of the building. I'll yeah. tell you that right now. That's what I'm saying. As we'll get into you know the engine engine part of it training aspect of it as the town and that's the other thing i just want to quickly bring up before we start losing the uh the truck company aspect of it is uh 
the use of the aerial device as an offensive tool. You know, because I got, you know, another town upgraded their tower ladder, and I was like, you know, the first thing we should do, we haven't done this, you know, in, in one of the towns I volunteer in, mm-hmm. is to work with the tower ladder offensively. All right, granted, you know, some guys called the blitz attack, some guys called the storefront thing. Yeah. But just the mindset to, hey, let's close down the block for 15 minutes. Listen, talk to whoever you got to talk to to get, you know, Main Street USA closed for a few minutes. Just to, just so you have a mindset and take some pictures to bring it back to a drill night. Right. That, hey, you could set the rig up like this, you know, because, A, let's say you set the, the truck on, let's say it's a strip, strip mall and the truck's on the A side, and you got that, the, the tower set up. Instead of, instead of the uh, blitz fire and this and that, you kind of save some manpower setting that up. Or you know, a lot of normally it happens once it's in the advanced stage of fire. No, I I I, I agree with you, and that's and that's you know, the point. And I was extreme direction and you know hitting from below. I've always you've always seen around this area guys shooting down, 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 down. And we're still sitting there three hours later, four hours later, nothing. Well, you go up, all that fire. It, I mean, it, it, obviously depending on building the, and the, situation the, and the everything, situation but just dictates. being aware of that potential. But one thing I will say, and it, it doesn't matter really where uh-huh. you go. We've seen it all over the country. You see a tower ladder. You see a straight stick. You see an elevated waterway up in the air. We'll call it that. Because that okay? Yeah. It's a defensive fire. Uh-huh. Now, I agree with you. Okay, we could use this for um, offensive attack. You know, do a storefront. Uh-huh. Do what you have to do. I'm not saying hit hard from the yard and put an asterisk no. on that. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I, I, get, I get the point where you're going with this, and I understand that. But the one thing that I think some people... Maybe you're, not you mm-hmm. per se, but some people don't really take into account when they think about using a ladder truck like that offensively. Is you get a ladder truck to the to the scene, your immediate daughters go to the roof. Okay. Your immediate daughters go up to the roof. You got open you got up. you got a roof, man. You're opening up. That's a means of egress. Yes. Now I'm not saying a tower ladder doesn't throw ground ladders, and a good mm-hmm. truck company doesn't throw ground ladders everywhere they go. Mm-hmm. Every time you go somewhere, you look at the back of a ladder truck. Nine times out of ten, the, the, the bed's empty. Yeah, not saying that. There's always going to be a means of egress off that roof. You know, you get three guys and two guys in a bucket. You got a K-12. Mm-hmm. You got you got a cutter's edge saw clipped to the, to the carabiner. That bucket's mm-hmm. not going anywhere once those guys get on that roof. Oh, yeah, of course. It's just, it's going to stay there. That's theirs. That's done. That's theirs. That's done. Right. You know, yeah, a storefront fire, Main Street USA is great because, yeah, okay, maybe you can position on a ladder truck, mm-hmm. get in there. Nine times out of ten, you're only getting one ladder in the front of them. Yeah. Just the way you are. You're only getting one ladder in the front of the building. Yes, God forbid the fire does progress and it gets worse. Obviously, we reevaluate the situation. Mm-hmm. Okay, we got dealt a different deck. You play again. You, you, there's always time to do that. But once that ladder hits the roof, locked those guys in, in the bucket, they were locked in. Mm-hmm. You know, is it is it the right thing to do? Is it the wrong thing to do? I don't think there's an answer for it. Yeah. I really don't. Because... Tell you this right now. I've been on the roof where they've taken the bucket because they needed it real quick. N- nothing serious, but, but you're looking for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not that you don't want to climb down a ground ladder. Not that you don't know how to climb down a ground ladder. But you're looking for the bucket. That's because that's immediately your first instinct to go back to. Mm-hmm. You that's came the way in the you came. That's, that's the way you came. That's the way I want to go Even back to. The ground. When you get up there, you obviously yeah. scoping for another. Obvi- round. Obviously, but you know that's the way you I came. know that's there. You know you controlled that bucket yeah. on that ladder to that roof. You know you left it there. That's the way it's got to go. Mm-hmm. That's where you. That's where you came in. That's where you got to go. And that's why I think one of the biggest things offensively fighting. So maybe a fire, I meant it. 
late ladder stages. Maybe ladder stages. I, I do agree with incident. you. Ladder stages of the incident. You know what? You, okay, this is becoming a defensive mm-hmm. fire. It, it got ahead of us. It, yeah. it was ahead of us before we were behind the eight ball for minute one. Okay, then yes, let's let's, think, let's yeah, reevaluate. That comes down to the initial position. Yes, the you initial know? positioning. Where's your first dual engine go? Yeah. Where did it, where did that go? Did the truck get around it? Did the truck go right behind it? Yeah. You know, my guys. It's ingrained in my guys. Had the first dual engine. They pass the house. Mm-hmm. Doesn't or they pull before for the house. It is it is what it is. They always leave room for the tower ladder. You have to. Yeah, I was funny. Like uh, I was debating with other guys back in not back. I don't want to say back in there, but prior. You know, guys were always break chops about the tower ladder being a defensive slash elevator, and the stick would be. You know, you always go, oh, the stick's the way to go. I mean, this bucket can do a lot of... you got a guy yes. that knows how to... Both, the chauffeur and the guy operating the bucket. Right. Can do a lot. Same with the stick, though. There's a lot you can do. You just got to know how to place it and what to do. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, here, we'll roll, we'll roll, we'll roll the mean stick, and, all right, nine out of ten times, it's going to the roof to make a cut. However, when, you know, you, your second do truck, though, third do truck, or you're going mutilated with the truck... You know, just being able to have that thought process of, I know the front's laddered, one side's laddered. Now, is there potential to hit another side? Or obviously, there are a lot of ground ladders, which is, I love it. Listen, I, I like to see in ground ladders, I'd rather see metal around the whole building. That's my, I'm a fan of that. My, my favorite pictures you look at are in Boston. When Boston catches a job, <laughs> like I don't give a shit. It's like Disney World for oh ladder trucks. God, yeah. It's the greatest pictures you'll but ever see. It comes down to what? They're training. It does. And, you know, like you said, I think there's there's great uses for both a tower ladder and a stick. Yeah. And you I just th- got to train with it. Well, you got to train with it. And your town, you know, your town, your, your jurisdiction, your district, whatever you're in, it'll it'll call for that. It'll judge what you need to purchase. You know, some some towns have, you know, tower ladders. They end up going with sticks. Mm-hmm. It's just easier. Some towns have sticks. They go with tower ladders. Right. It, 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 you know, what you need it for at the current time is what you're going to buy for, but you know that, that's a that's a 25 year investment. It's a 30 year investment. Right. So, and I you believe, better need it. Yeah, I'll give you that. You better need it. And I feel like you know one of the uh, I don't know if it was an article I put out maybe a year ago or so. I was discussing Quince versus just not discussing, but just throwing. Half of me believes, or you know, wholeheartedly, I believe the Quint a Quint is one of the most sophisticated rigs on the road. Because, A, you're pulling up, let's say, you know, small town USA, you're pulling up with a Quint, minimal manpower, you're kind of stretching first. However, you got to be positioned to operate as a truck. And again, depending on your training, your town, how your mutilator runs, is going to depend, is my driver going to go do stuff off the, off the stick or the bucket, or is mutilator no, you know, from prior training and, you know, let's say we're always working mutual aid and hanging out once a month, training discussions. Hey, you're pulling up, but you're using my stick. But then again, that's locked in that position when the lines are stretched. I, I agree, I'll agree with you that the Quint... Not most sophisticated, but no, no, it's, I, it's I, up there. I'll agree with you, the you Quint... Know, or the, the driver's you know, got to be on top of his stuff. Th- that's, that's chauffeuring. I'll agree with you that the Quint is, is it's a very useful tool in the fire service. Personally, I'm not a fan. I agree. That, it's, just how, it's just what I am now, like mm-hmm. I said... I was raised on a raised on a tower ladder. Yeah, you know, I, I understand it. There's towns around us that have quints. Mm-hmm. Towns that have straight sticks. But they have them all. Everybody has everything around here. Mm-hmm. 
We have it. We have it all. Yeah. You know, you pull up first, do daytime. You got four guys in a rig. Right. We'll just throw it that way. You got four mm-hmm. guys in a rig. Pull up, reported fire. You know you're going mm-hmm. to a job. Mm-hmm. You got the quit now. And quit one's responding. Mm-hmm. What are you doing first? Do. What are you doing? What do we got? We got victims hanging. You got that's the thing. no you, no victims. Every structures evacuated. No victims. What are you doing with the Quint? You're stretching in off it, correct? Yeah, yeah. You're not setting it up. Yeah. Plain and simple. But you know, you gotta have that. You, I believe you have to have that mentality. I agree. You yeah. have to have that mentality. But at the same, but time, you're not going to. Yeah, you're still gonna pull past. Now think about it. You're gonna screw up the second truck. Well, you're gonna pull past. You screw up the second. We're not even gonna talk about place. But think about it. Now you you'll have chauffeurs who are on their game, mm-hmm. and, I'm, and this by no means is saying that all chauffeurs aren't. And but two guys jump off, they stretch a line. Right. Guy's gonna throw it and pump. He's gonna get ready. To, he's gonna get ready to charge it. Mm-hmm. He's gonna wait for you to call water. Yep. Is he really gonna start putting the outriggers out? Touche. Is he really gonna ladder the building? He's he's a pump operator. He's a pump time. operator at this point. He that's his job. He he's he drove the engine. Even though it's a quint, you're stretching mm-hmm. in off it. It's an engine. Yeah. You rolled in as a first. You rolled in. That's your first new engine. You know, now I'm not saying there's some guys that will be like, okay, I got a portable. As soon as, they, as soon as I hear charging, I'll wet that line and I'll yeah, start yeah, doing yeah. it all. Okay, that's great. That's, that's great. But what's, this, what's the tank size? Yeah. They're all going to be un- under 500. If not that, enough. maybe under four. Not enough. Not so enough. you can't set up. Now you have to secure a water source. Right. Yeah. Got to do it by yourself. And depending, yeah, like you said, where depending you are. Depending where you are, you might, got, you might not have shit. And or you might be 100 foot from a hydrant. Said, depending you where wet you are, that line and you're going to run. A place, a town of Quince. That second quit might be your second water supply coming in to lay better, in. Yeah. Better hope you have a probie to help you out there. <laughs> yeah, well. Stay tuned, bitches. <laughs> but that's what we're going to use Mike's DJing box to put in uh, <laughs> yeah. Ben Stiller. You know, saying but, that. But you know, <laughs> you think about it. You're, you're, you're with that quit. You're wetting the line. You're pumping. Yeah. yeah. You're gonna, you have to wait for a ladder truck. And like you said, okay, a town full of quints. Great idea. Okay, that's Watch wonderful. Your, that's the jack of what all is trades. The, what is that. the next engine going to... What is the next truck got to do? Yeah, you don't have secure. water. Guess what? You're securing a water You've got to secure a water and source. you got to. You have to. Yeah. And that's why I'm just... I'm not... Personally, once again, mm-hmm. this is all personal. By no means am I deterring anybody who owns a Quint or you want to buy a Quint or you're purchasing a Quint. I don't... There's nothing wrong with it. Right, God bless. Absolutely There's nothing not. wrong with it. I'm going to tell wrong you I'm personally offended. See? I need a safe space. Listen... Okay. You're fired. <laughs> but, you know, it's just, that's just me. Yeah. Now you're asking the chauffeur to do not too much, but. It, you can't do two jobs. You can't do two jobs. Because now think about it. Okay. Say we passed the hydrant. You dropped the line. You had a probie. He tagged the hydrant. You wet the line. You set the truck up. Where you going to be? You got to be at the fucking pump. Okay. So now who's making the turntable? Yeah. Should yeah. always have somebody on the turntable, correct? Exactly. Of course. So who's man the turntable? The turntable, yeah. The turntable is the the pump panel to to a, a ladder, a ladder to a, to an engine. Yeah. Yeah, so you know it, it's it's six and one half dozen of the other, and yeah. you know it, it works for towns. Don't get me wrong; it works for towns. And if it works for you, please chime in, throw us some sort of email, direct message, give us your secrets on what you're doing. <laughs> oh yeah. <coughs> Don't worry about that. <laughs> Again, we could use that box from uh, Zoolander. But I just <laughs> Yeah, I know I agree with you You know, um, it's just There's something about You know, a, a rear mount And a mid mount And a stick A 
tower ladder, a tiller. I love tillers. Ah, we need a tiller. Oh, God. I love, yeah. I don't care. Anybody in the fire service says you don't like tillers, I don't want to talk to you. Yeah, you, you get the fuck out. Yeah, I just don't want to talk to you. Join the ambulance corps. Mike's an EMT. He'll, he'll take his applications. <laughs> hey. <laughs> but, Unfollow us. Right <laughs> yeah, 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 we're going back to like 100 followers. <laughs> we all hate we tillers. 10.9. Fuck. I, I, I mean... Yeah, no. I, Mainly because they're just cool fucking fire And you know trucks. what? I'll give you that. <laughs> I mean, they're just cool I've seen them operate at work, and some guys are, you think, you know, some guys are phenomenal with, you know, basic rigs. To me, that's, a truck that bends is insane. You got mm-hmm. two drivers now, you know? Oh, that's, absolutely. That's even more working parts. Exactly. Oh, exactly. Exactly. There's even more working parts. So now you're like, oh, no, my tire ladder guy's phenomenal. He's got one responsibility himself as the chauffeur. Now you got two guys talking to each other, and those guys got to be like you know two sides of a coin. They got to be together. Being a tillerman is like a lost art. Oh, that's an art. It's, 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 it's an it's art. Own. I mean, I don't want to call it a lost lost art because tillers do still oh, yeah. exist. Oh yeah. But yeah. being a, being a tillerman is it's, it's an art. Animal. It's it's its own animal. It's an art. Just watching these guys wing these trucks to where they need to be, where you're like, there's Whoa. no way that's gonna happen. And all of a sudden it bends, Yo. and you're like. Oh, it happened. That's oh, so, yeah. Oh, that's so cool. We're here. <laughs> yeah. Present. Whoa, hey. Hey, guys. How are you? Yeah. You know, it, it's... Uh, tillers are just a different... They're just a that's different a beast. beast. And, it, I mean, we don't know much about them because we don't deal with them. No. And it sucks because I'd love to deal with them. Oh, you know, it's peeing again. I, I'd love to deal with a tiller, but... One day we'll have one up here. One Somebody day. will have you one. You can't as a fucking... Well, I shouldn't say... You know, you can't have a zone. There's plenty of companies up here, down in Maryland, down... You could do it. There. It's just... It, it Our immediate area doesn't have the fucking staffing for it. Well, you know what, Rob? We I'm do. just going to shove a fucking sock of, in my mouth There are mouth plenty now. of towns on a, either the border or in the county that do it as volleys. We, we, we could do it. It's it's not the staffing, it's the training. Again, what? back down to training. I'll just fucking sleep in the Twitter box. <laughs> yeah, I don't want, I don't want to get off. But, um, nimbly, so, nimbly, jump from tree to tree. <laughs> Let's, uh, we'll move on to the engine. Driving a first do rig, driving a second do rig. Um, I think, you know, like we talked about, we've, we've said it so many times. We, I know we, we brought it up in the radio class, in the radio uh, cast we did. We did uh, that, you know, radio transmissions actually do dictate the fire. But Oh, my God, yeah. Your first do engine placement dictates how the rest of that job is going to go. Beyond. That is, you know, I don't want to say it's more vital than, the, obviously, things escalate and bounce off each other. It's a giant, it's a giant uh, what do you call it, equation. Everything, every exponent means yeah. something. Every variable plays a part. Actually, I have a question for you guys, because obviously I don't have as many years, so I'm just starting my driver training. When you're in this situation, are you pulling up and considering the other fucking trucks that are arriving? Are you thinking about that? Because, because, I mean... You're arriving first due. You might be the first due there, but you've heard at least another engine or two and a truck sign in. Are you thinking about their placement too and where they are going to fucking go? I hope. When that again, yes it no. comes down to training. It comes down to training. It comes down to... I worry about myself. Mm-hmm. It comes down to... The, it, yes, it comes down to that. Worry about yourself. But I know, even up here, if I'm driving one of the engines, I leave the front open. Even though said department does not always operate like that, I leave it open. Yes. Mm-hmm. And if somebody says, hey, move that thing up, chief, that's an order, you got it. I'll move up the extra length. You know, you do what you're told by, 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 by a boss. That's number one. Um, getting back to Mike's question, my opinion is, you know, that's when you have to pull the tunnel vision blinders off. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, I know tunnel vision is terrible in the fire service. Some guys get it worse than others. Everybody has it once in a while. You know, you're driving that first new engine to a job. I'm a firm believer in you never pass a water source if you don't know where your second one is. Right. I don't care if it's... You can clean up. You can always clean up line. Um, Everybody complains, but listen, you can clean it up. For, you know, for example, years ago, we uh, we caught a job. Older house in town, another Collier's Mansion. Um, Old house, old house, old post and beam. Nothing was knocking this house down. Mm -hmm. But it was packed with shit. Um, For, I was, I was, I was was the truck boss. Um, We pulled out the door same time as the engine, but we went two different ways. Uh Uh-huh. We went, we went the most direct way. They went the back way Opposites. in. But it, it, it worked out. We pulled up on scene almost the same time. They hit a hydrant um, about, probably say, we probably laid a solid eight, 800 feet, five inch, okay. right when they parked. They, they hit that hydrant. Fine. We established water. It was fine. The fire eventually went out. It was 11 o'clock at night. It was dark out. Right. Okay. Daytime comes. It was a long <clears throat> fire. Daytime comes. You look up the road, 300 feet up the road, there's not a hydrant. So, you know, the chauffeur of the engine and uh, the, bo- the engine boss at the time, you know, they were asked, well, why did you guys hit this hydrant and not that one? Chauffeur, the, the engine boss basically looked at him and because I knew that one was there. Mm-hmm. Never pass a water source if you don't know what's going on, especially, especially the way the fire was. You know, this was a, a well-off house, vented out of multiple windows on the A and B side. You know, it... It was a lot of fire. They knew the water source was there. But like you said, you can always pack hose. Okay. It's not It's not the best job on the fire scene, but you know what? We it's, all know how to do it. It's, it's all got to get done. You know, everybody, just to chime in, you know, it's annoying. Everybody, oh, I don't want to pack this. Oh, another 100 just feet. Just do it. Just do it, man. Just do it. It, it takes sucks. two seconds. When you we have know. every guy doing it in one shot, listen, New York City, every picture after a job, bars, blue shirts, navy shirts, don't matter. Everybody's always in line helping. That's one mm-hmm. thing they're phenomenal at. They they break that into you in the academy. You know, teamwork makes teamwork, the dream yep. work, and nonstop. And you know what? It pays off. We've all been in situations where it's just your four guys on your company packing the line, and guys are walking around it. Right. And I'm. You guys know me. I'm, I I believe I'm a quiet, humble person. You know, other guys. Oh, this guy talks to me. Listen, I'm not one to go. Hey, fucking guy, help me pack this line. But you know what? You just do it. Whatever helps you, know? you sleep. Yeah, 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 oh yeah. my god! Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, blanket is as humble. <laughs> just chiming in for a hot two seconds. No, no. I mean, for the few mutual aid calls that I've been on here, I've seen that we've had guys from other companies fucking helping us out. Oh, because all it means is you get to home, go home faster. You go home they quicker. Don't fucking and give a there's shit. no, there's no reason not to. But getting back to what you what you said, in my opinion, like mm-hmm. I said, I'll never pass a water source. But right. you know, I, I've, I've driven the engine to, to jobs. Um, my my, uh, my my thought is A, always leave room for a tower ladder Might not be your towns Might not be anyone you know mm-hmm. Leave room for a tower ladder I'm a big fan of passing, passing the structure when it dictates Yep um, You could mm-hmm. stretch off the back You could stretch off the Matty Dales mm-hmm. You know, whatever whatever your company is, What they pull is whatever, what they pull Whatever your way is um, The same guy who I talked about earlier Who does our, uh, our driving Always teaches our drivers And this is, this is uh, one little trick that I'll give you is if you're going to secure a water source, always drive the opposite side of the road in. Okay. Now, it doesn't make sense, right? You, you know, mm-hmm. Rob just gave me that look like, what the fuck are you talking about? Wrap the hydrant. Yep. And drive the other side of the way in. You drive the opposite side of the road all the way in until you pass the structure and you cut over. 
What have you just now left open? Full side of the road. Entire lane of traffic. That tower ladder's coming in. You don't have to worry about it going over five inch. You don't have to worry about mm-hmm. it. Now the five inch probably won't, isn't charged yet. You don't have to worry about it. If it's yeah. not charged, it's not a big deal. But there's it less. is just one less thing you have to worry about. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, like I said, I'm always you got to think about these things. You know, okay, I can't get a hydrant. Where is my water coming from? You know, five hundred, five hundred gallons, seven hundred fifty gallons sounds like a lot of work because those are your standard tank sizes now, unless unless you're driving a pumper tanker. Standard tank sizes are you know five seven hundred. Rarely do you get an engine worth a thousand gallons. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, they're out there, but technically they're considered tenders. Yeah, let's hit the number. Hand jobs. Mm. Um, <laughs> you know, very rarely do you have that. So you have, you know, five to seven fifty. Sounds like a lot of water. But it goes. If you got guys that aren't. It goes. Want, again, multiple factors where the water goes. Even if you have guys that are well trained. Depending with, on the job. Depending on. It, everything depends on the job. But even if you have guys well trained, 500 gallons it. of water is going to go. Of course. So you have to know that you are getting a second water source. It has to be able to. Um, like, for example, the picture we posted today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. You know, our, our chauffeur, same guy. <laughs> we, hmm. we pull up. He's good. Yeah. We pull up. You know, they had the fire knocked. Uh, you know, I was able to go out with a dry cam. You know, we did, obviously, there was a, you know extensive overhaul, extension check, whatnot. But as a second new engine company, we were told to go right in. Okay, so as we went in, he looked over at me. He's like, "Hey, once again, I was the boss of the engine." He looks over at me. He goes, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna swing around." He goes, "Give me two extra seconds. I'm gonna swing around." Mm-hmm. He goes, "I'm gonna position myself so, God forbid, we have to reverse lay." We're not You're dicking ready. around. Yeah. We're ready. And, and that's the picture that you guys see on our Instagram is, you know, he threw the 5-inch right under the, right under the front tire to first do engine. So that first do engine needed to. It had its tank, and we would you could have dumped on that one until we mm-hmm. hit a water supply. Yeah. You know, it, it, chauffeuring is an art, in, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Some people aren't cut out for it. We, we've gone over this. You know, some people are, are you know, they want to try it, and they want to do it, and that's fine. Uh, you give everybody a shot that needs to have a shot in due time. Let me, let me put that in due time. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a, in my opinion, there's absolutely zero reason why a guy who just joined the fire department should be wheeling an apparatus, you know, okay. You, maybe you're not the busiest fire department mm-hmm. in the world. Right. Okay. Give them two years. Maybe, you know, you are the busiest fire department, but you got guys who want to do it. Okay. Let them get trained. But no, when, you don't get the seat. Um, we, we have an ext- in my town, we have an extensive pump class. Mm-hmm. Same guy, same guy who does it, my chauffeur. He goes over everything. I mean, we're doing... Soup to nuts. Yeah, nuts soup everything. to nuts. I mean, you're drafting, you're doing full changeovers, you're doing everything. Mm-hmm. You pass this class, you know how to pump. You're still told when you pass the class by the chief of the department, you're looked at and go, congratulations, you can drive. There's a senior guy there, you're not in that seat. Yeah. End of, end of story. Like, again, that goes back to the tradition discussion. It, that goes back you to know, tradition. Listen, that, it does. Know it does. Who's driving? Obviously, depending on where you are, different circumstances you know, may apply. But again, that, we have guys in my yeah. we have guys in my town that can um can drive those drive my trucks with their eyes closed. Mm-hmm. We have guys in in we have guys who will look at the trucks. And just go, uh, uh. Mm-hmm. Soda. Which one are we looking at? This one? 
And then the other one. All of them? And that's little stewards. Yeah. So we, and you have guys who just look at the truck and go, oh, where are the keys? Excuse me? <laughs> yeah, well, how, how do you start thing? What, what key do I use? Oh. You know what? Good. Why don't we just, why don't we go back and, well, I want to go back and sit in the back here. You know, yeah. just for safety for now. You know, so, you know, you know, first do, first do engine placement is a key thing to dictate. Um, I think this podcast is going to be a little longer than uh, we expected tonight, boys. Because, good discussions, man. Because this is a great discussion. Um, now that we talked about driving the first do engine, let's talk about pumping. That's you. Hey, oh, listen, fun fact. I'll share it. I'll share it this week. This guy taught me how to pump. You, kid. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> now no look shit. at it. Makes me feel old as shit. No but, um, shit. you know, pumping, it's one thing to, you know, to pump one line mm-hmm. off tank water, and it's one thing to pump two lines and secure water supply. Pumping, just like chauffeuring, is an art. Oh, yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. once again, now I give my drivers in my town so much credit because you know as opposed to the the, the kid we were talking about my guy who who's, who was my driver i have a bunch of guys who pump mm, and right. they know how to pump and you may know how to pump and that's well and good that, that's fine you know how to pump understanding what you're looking at understanding friction loss and what you're hearing what you're right. hearing feeling. what you're feeling boom you know I don't know if it's true or not. I don't. I, I, I haven't read up on it, but I did hear a rumor down the line that the NFPA was was debating on taking the side intakes off engines. What? Just what? for safety. Well, I mean, hey, listen, I got. I wasn't involved. It happens. Mm. Don't get me wrong. Guys get clipped all the time because of the hose. You listen to any old school pump operator. Ask them mm. how they know when they're on city water and how they know if they lose it. They feel. Their thigh, look at any old school pumping operator, their thigh is always against that 5-inch. Always against that 5-inch. And it's funny you said that because, like I said, I just started my training, driver training, and they started off with the pump ops. And our guy on our company, who's fucking awesome, knows his shit, and he's teaching me, and that's exactly what he told me. Keep your fucking thigh always on, on the 5-inch. Any old school pump operator will have that, his thigh on that 5-inch mm-hmm. the entire time. Oh, here's, hold on, here's, here's the picture. Look at that haircut, dude. <laughs> oh Jeez, man! Jeez, how old is that? 2013. Wow. We well, look at the two of you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you're all grown up, Rob. <laughs> but five years. But pumping in itself is just such an art form. Mm-hmm. Well, there's you have to understand. You have to know what you're looking at. You have to understand. And the you got to know your numbers. You have to un- yes, you have because, to know your numbers. And there's plenty of guy. Nothing. How do I say this? Nothing wrong with it. Yeah, everybody says just get me water. You can you can you can be a you can be a, a pump operator that will get you water, or that knows what to give you. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you this right now. Um, I am a firm believer. Not only a firm believer, I a hundred percent support cheat sheets. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing um, wrong with that. We have cheat sheets on all our engines. If it helps you. We have our cheat sheets on all our engines, which my pump guy, my, my chauffeur made. You know, some one of the pumpers, we have a line. We have a couple lines on discharges. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, you know, when you're, when, you're, when you're pumping, okay, this is the, this is the, the PSI you've got to be at. Well, how do I know? Go to that line. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, Go we, to that line. We had that on, on a, when I was on the engine. They had a... Uh, 
it wasn't a cap system, it was just an onboard foam system, mm-hmm. the gel and all that fun stuff. We had lines whited out. You got to make sure you hit 200 psi before mm-hmm. switching over, before this takes over, before that takes over. And you knew if you weren't getting to that number, you're going to have some difficulty. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's one thing to pump, and it's one thing to understand the pump. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to know what you're looking at. Yeah. Now, the engines today, go to an engine, they do it yourself. Yeah. It's literally press one button, open this gate, you can walk away, set it and forget it. And it'll just do everything you need it to do. Do you really want to rely on computers? Personal preference, it's up to you guys. It's, yeah. up, it's up to whoever's driving. Yeah. But you're not going to get a truck without a computer on it anymore. That's, well, that's true. right now, going along with what you guys are talking about, knowing what's going on in the situation, being situationally aware, I want to shout out to our Twitter now. Yeah, yeah, please. Started please. Up. Absolutely, Bring yeah. So, Bring question it. time. Bring so, it yeah, so what we started up, like I said, follow us on Twitter. This is where we're going to be getting your questions. Fucking retweet us. Say what you want to hear. Slide into our DMs because I want to say that again. We got that email too. We got the email we got, too. We got guys coming in. Yeah. Already. So we had hats, but sorry. We had two tweets that really went along with this. Great. Um, our friend from Beyond the Basics, John Haywick, he said, anticipating the next tactical move on the fire ground is a skill of an experienced chauffeur. It is. Yeah. Uh, he's John's one hundred percent right there. He he nailed that on the head, and that goes to that question you just asked. You know, what do you do as the se- the first do? Are exactly. you leaving? You have to. You mm-hmm. know, an experienced chauffeur knows. It takes the I don't want to say burden, but it takes the stress off the boss, knowing that your chauffeur is going to take you to point A or to point oh, yeah. B and get you. So you know you're focusing oh, yeah. on your next six yes. moves to get in the building or outside, whatever. And you don't have to tell your guy, hey, go up, pass it, make a left, stop here, I'm going to pull off, then you're going to... You know it's done. I'm going to use... Once again, I'm going to use my guy as, as an example, because mm. he, he is... He's the quintessential chauffeur. I mean, I, he is. There's there's nothing around him, and if he listens to this, he's going to have a big head now, and I'm going to knock him down a peg or two, <laughs> but um, when he's behind the wheel... It's good. I don't worry. Mm-hmm. When he's behind the wheel of whether it be the rescue, the tower ladder, Anything. the engine... I I can put those blinders on. Right. I don't have to worry about, you know, hydrant location. I don't have to worry about it. truck. Boom. He's got it. I can now sit there, make sure my ears are on that radio, make sure I hear the IC, looking back at my crew, you know, kind of putting an ear on them to, you know, what they're talking mm-hmm. about, you know, who's getting what. I don't have to worry. Mm-hmm. And like John said, that that is an experienced chauffeur. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That is what you want. We got any more? Yeah, uh, we got uh, another one. It's from our boys at Flashover Leadership. Tommy Gorin. Yeah. We got once had an officer that told me that my job as a chauffeur was to anticipate his needs. And he said, I developed that mindset and found it to be extremely helpful. And he had passes on that advice to his new chauffeurs. So You know, I, I've never thought of it like that, but he's right. Yeah. You know, and that goes back to what John said and what I just said, you know. Anticipate your needs. When you're comfortable with somebody, he's going to know what you want. You're going to know what he wants. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's going to be the end of it. Now, how do I word this without trying to sound like a fucking dickhead? You're going to get behind the wheel with a new chauffeur, a new driver, and it's just not going to gel well. It's, just, it's not going to – especially when you're used to what you have. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to gel well, and it's nobody's fault. You know, because the new chauffeur is doing what he's taught, but he's nervous. Mm-hmm. You're nervous. I was nervous as shit the first time I pumped at a job. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I'm fucking, I'm, I'm sitting there. I'm, You've been I'm, doing it for this long? Yeah. Hey, uh, charge it. Yeah. I'm Whoa, looking at things. I'm like, <laughs> I, I, you know, you know what you're oh, looking at, shit. and you're like, I know what I fucking got to do, and you do it, and then you're like, oh, okay. fuck, did I do it right? <laughs> shit. Nobody's fuck, yelling at me. We're good. You know, yeah, exactly. You know, and it's not going to gel when you have a new chauffeur behind the wheel. Just because, you know, like, like, like the tweets were saying, everything, anticipate it. And my opinion is, you know, you mesh with a certain drivers you have. You develop your crews. You do. Identity. It's your own team. Uh, I mean, uh, let me throw it back way to when we had the duty crew. Uh. But you know what? Some of, I would take some of those nights and those crews we had over a lot of people just because of the practice nonstop. You know, there were some nights you were riding twice a week with these guys. And it wasn't yeah. like we'd go there and hang out. Like, we were pretty buff, man. No, we'd get there, you'd we, throw we, a drill, we, we, discuss we all the time. It. Yeah, we buffed it out. And we you did. know, we had a you good were time. driving, you know, somebody had the seat that was phenomenal chief in the area. Then you had two super buff young guys that were just left and right. But they, those two guys knew the way they disco on the dance floor is the way they disco in the building. You know, um... Oh, wow. Listen, that's a weird analogy, but it, it makes sense. It, it, it does make sense because <laughs> the fact that I've known him this long and I can <laughs> take his crappy it. things he says and his wacky fucking accents, and I'm like, oh, okay, he's kind of making a point. But you know, you're right. You know, it's a, it's a gel thing. It's a mesh thing. You have the crews you want to work with. You know, my my biggest thing, and this is this goes out to any young guy, any guy who's just learning how to drive, any guy who's maybe been a driver less than a year. Anybody who's ever driven to anything non-substantial but has that opportunity to drive to something, you need to, you know, it, it's a little more amped up. You know, your day will come, number one. I don't care. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. You your day know. will tomorrow, come. Now. Tomorrow, an hour from now, you know, in a year. Your day will come where you're going to be like, okay, I got a wheel. You're going to be going there and it's going to be upgraded. Mm-hmm. Your day will come. You know, just listen to the senior drivers. Listen to the, you know, little the, the war way. stories, the little things. Everybody loves hearing a war story about a great job they caught, stretching in, hitting it from the side. Go. Everybody loves to hear a good war story. Behind every war story, there's a pump operator. Has to be. Or a chauffeur? Or, or a chauffeur. chauffeur. I'm, I'm, I, know I, I use pump operator because yeah, we're talking about the engine. Yeah. Had, there has to be a chauffeur. There has to be. Because if you're telling a war story, how the fuck did you get there? Yeah. How'd the water get to you? How'd huh? the water get to you? How'd you get to that roof? You know, that's huge. How did how, you do? How many people do we know that are like, bro, I was hitting it, everything's going on, it was fucking awesome. And you're like, you never mentioned the fucking, you know, what the really old dude chilling outside yeah. that's sitting like a stutter. Yeah. The, the, I see... Five minutes, kid, no problem. Bro. I see operation safety officer, pump operators at the best seat in the house. Best seat in the house. Mm-hmm. I see not so much because, you know, the first couple minutes of a fire, you're a little bit okay. You're on edge. You're like, okay, I know they're coming, but you know, let's let's put a little gas on the floor here, boys. Let's let's, let's amp up a little bit. Mm-hmm. The operations officers, the operations officer, everybody's been one. Safety officers, just making sure the scene's safe. But that pump operator, once you wet that line, you can you can do things. Yeah. But you have the best seat in the house. Yeah. You, know, you you have the best seat in the house. I was talking to our buddy down down um, down south now. He's uh he's an engineer on on the the engine company he works on. Mm-hmm. We were just talking about chauffeur, and one day we were just going you know, back and forth. And he's like, "Listen, you know, we we roll up first. Do I wet a line? I, I'm running around." He goes, "I'm wet." He goes, "I'm wetting a line. I'm running around because my second do chauffeur, they're establishing my water. 
Yeah. Once I know I, they get there, then yes, I'm at the pump. I'm making sure, you know, the LDH is hooked up. I'm making sure. That. He goes, but if we're on and we're by ourselves for two minutes, drop that ladder rack. He goes, I'll throw a ladder. Yeah. I'll throw a ladder for escape purposes to a window. Yeah. That's like, well, me in the city, it's, as a truck chauffeur, depending on three or four guys, you know, my responsibility is obviously our first do does search and rescue. Yeah. Right. But, so a lot of but first do is taking, depending on why, you know, all the variables that can get in the way. It's in this case, we're taking the A side just for this discussion right now. Right. If I'm not throwing the bucket right away, I'm going straight to the rear and checking it. Then coming back. Then, you know, X, Y, and Z, blah, 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 blah. Again, you go to another section where the tiller, that's the tillerman's responsibility. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. the chauffeur is going up and the other boss and the crew is going inside and vice versa. Again, I think that's something that's huge and be extremely beneficial. Excuse me, to up here. You know, can it happen? Yes and no. Listen, you don't need to put on. No, I'm not. I'm not putting on the. Uh, you know, we've had we had this conversation yeah. the other night. Everybody doesn't need to. Listen, I'm one practice like you play. I appreciate it forever. Always have your gear on. But if you're, you know, if you're the chauffeur. You know, I was even told this a couple of days ago. Listen, great job. You're always putting your gear on. But if you can just jump out the rig and quickly get to the back to let me know, maybe command doesn't have anybody in the rear yet because your guys are going up six floors. You know, can you go to the back and you'd be like, oh, we got smoke showing out of seven. I'm going to do something now rather mm-hmm. than I'm going to pull up and wait and just sit here and wait, you know, to put the outriggers out or whatever. Or, uh, what do you need? Oh, you, you want – you guys want the cooler set up? You know, no, be proactive. There's nothing – you know, the fire, like we've mentioned in previous recordings, the you know, fire service is notorious for being a reactive service. Right. Be proactive. There's nothing wrong with it. You know, whether it's hey, as small as, I don't know, getting some kind of tool or some kind of training, nothing's wrong with it. Do it. And we are running out of space. Um, oh, shit. I got the warning, so I'm going to say a couple minutes for All today. Right, so, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, so unfortunately, we'll... there's going to be an abrupt ending to this podcast. Yeah, we're, we, we apologize. Our server doesn't like us too much. Yeah. I mean, we'll stop doing it. Do you got anybody else, Mike, that needs to... Yeah, do we got anybody? Those were our two main ones, you know? So, yeah. We need to get more shout-outs here. Switch it up, but I mean, those were were good. This is... But this is what I like. That was good. Maybe maybe next week we'll uh, we'll, we'll pick up up the uh, the conversation. We'll talk a little bit about that, and then we'll probably have another uh, discussion topic because... Yeah, They're I, popping up all I, over the place. I'd like, to, I'd like to eventually get. Obviously, we, we we did say the next episode is the Proby book. We do have to. We so do. Follow, we, you know, make we, sure to reach out to Mike on flow, on the uh, flow yeah. Twitter. Hit us up on. I think we're going to try to do something for the Proby one that if you're listening, you know, you'll be able to tweet us while we're doing it. Yeah. Yep. Mike's looking into that, so if you have any questions, and we'll try not to be recording this at a we'll, fucking stupid hour. We'll, yeah, we'll be doing it. You'll be done with the class. We'll, we'll be doing it. Yeah, you know, yeah, you yeah. can always reach out to us on the, on the Instagram and direct message that night. We but do. You know it. what's good about this time? East Coast, a little late, not too bad. But the West Coast is listening. Yeah, the West Coast loves us. Around but the world, they are listening around the world. Even though we're not doing this fucking live. Yeah, but it's fun. But we like to pretend it's not edited, though. That's what makes us cool. True. We're but, um, front and bold. So now that we got the warning, we're, uh, we'll end it at that one. Uh, I will end it with just saying, if you are a chauffeur, a young chauffeur, old chauffeur, middle-aged chauffeur, I don't care what you are, you know, we rely on you, you rely on us. You know, keep training, keep doing it, because, you know, you guys are the backbone of what we're doing at these fires. You know, keep keep learning, learning, learn every day. 
Mm-hmm. Um, that goes for the whole fire service, but they, you know, just learn every day from everything we do. Uh, other than that, I got nothing, boys. Um, you guys got anything to, to end it off, Mike? Oh, mm-hmm. actually, I did have to. I wanted. Uh, I was talking to I think Mike earlier. Quick, if you want anything, oh yeah. If you want anything, um, you know, FDIC proposals are due soon. If you guys want oh, yeah. us to, you want us to teach somewhere, that's a phenomenal platform that we will submit a class to. If there's anything you love, you know, if, whether it's through our Instagram you've seen or anything, you know, we've got a bunch of classes here and there. But if you want something specific that you believe will make a difference, let us know what you want us to do out there. We'll put a proposal in. Hopefully, luck will draw. You know, it makes the it makes the uh, the big dog probably page. not though. And also. Uh, with it being June, it's time for another Glojo giveaway. Oh boy! For another uh, Pal Light and Something's another glowing. Uh, Something's glowing. another band. So uh, we'll put that info up and uh, make sure to check them out. And I don't know. We're also talking about another giveaway. I don't know if we're going to go through with that. Uh, well, look at the if those come in. Uh, so uh, okay. other than that, guys, okay. thank you again for the ten thousand. We uh, we really do appreciate it here. Oh, yeah. We know someone's listening. I mean, we'd be talking for our health even if you weren't listening, but at least we know that. Some people are paying attention to us and they like what we're doing. Other than that, you guys have a great night, all right?